0: This podcast is brought to you by Voice of Vets. Voice of Vets, hear it, feel 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 it. Feel
1: it. President Surama stated that COVID nineteen corruption will be put on lockdown when addressing the nation last week Thursday. Most recently, headlines were made by the Royal Bagda Project owned by Amapala King Matikas II with a reported 124 million rand tender. Now we have also seen reports of the inflated scooters, which were to be used to transport patients in the Eastern Cape that were not deemed fit enough. There's also reports of companies in the private sector that are defrauding the TERS fund set aside for workers affected by the coronavirus pandemic. And it seems the pandemic has given people an opportunity to loot. Is there a way to successfully combat corruption during this COVID-19 pandemic? Joining us to unpack that at this time, we are joined by a political analyst, Professor Somatota Figeni. Prof Figeni, can President Ramaphosa act against corruption or was he just paying lip service to the nation during his last address?
0: I do think that he has an opportunity to act and that would actually boost any support for him and respect for him at the time when the country is facing the kinds of difficulties financially and health-wise as it is. But the hindrance here is at several levels. The first one, ANC is deeply factionalized. You touch one faction, they say it's a political witch hunt. So that has paralyzed ANC, and at times you touch one, they say, why don't you touch the one on your side, even if the evidence is not yet solid? And uh, that is the first hurdle that they have to jump through. The second one is our institutional capacity to deal with issues effectively. Uh, Most of the time, there are good policies, but implementation and monitoring is the problem especially in the value chain of criminal justice where you may find that police might have been weak in collecting evidence or crime intelligence might have been weak along the way. And by the time the case gets to the courts, there is not sufficient evidence. It is thrown away. Or in some courts, corruption again leads to documents disappearing. And again, judgment is stalled because it is simply not having sufficient evidence. And uh, in the same value chain, you might have a situation where our access to justice is very expensive and looters do have the resources because they have looted anyway. So if you get the best lawyers, they can keep justice at bay for a long time. So those are some of the things that are confronting us in the process where corruption has been somewhat normalized as a way of social mobility.
1: Now, it seems the coronavirus pandemic has provided an opportunity for irregular spending. Looking at state funds and corruption, is there a way of fighting this?
0: There is a way of fighting this by improving the political will, for example, to fight it, because if the tone at the top is quite clear and strong without favor nor fear, without any prejudice, then many other people do follow, especially if you do have one major case of a prominent person who can be taken down on corruption and their properties being dispossessed and they serve a long sentence, then it sends ripple waves across the society. The second one would be to strengthen your crime-fighting capacity especially crime intelligence because this is organized crime. If you break the backbone of that, then you are likely to succeed. And lastly, making every citizen conscious of the damage and the problems corruption causes, so that all the active people on the ground because police alone and state alone cannot do the work if in our families, in our communities, we do actually celebrate people who have stolen and even ask them to share what they have stolen. So this Robin Hood culture cannot actually help us fight corruption. So it will take all the social partners of government, including the private sector, because you may find that private sector is able to have infrastructure, or systems that can assist government, if they make them available, then we would be fighting the battle that we can win.
1: Now, each year, we've seen this country lose billions of rands to corruption. And for the longest time, it seemed as if the buck of responsibility laid squarely with former President Jacob Zuma. But we are still seeing this continue under current President Sula Ramaphosa. Where is the root of the problem?
0: I think there are several roots of the problem that we can point to. The first one, ANC people have joined it in droves because they now see it as a vehicle of accessing resources. Politics in general, as you have seen that, even when DA is in Chwane, you have the same problems of corruption, wrong appointments being made. You saw UDM in Nelson Mandela Bay So this is not just an ANC problem alone. It might just be the societal problem where corruption has become part of the social fabric of doing things. So we must start there. In churches, you find the same corruption. People stealing church money or fighting over positions because they want to access resources. So it is our entire value system that is the source that we must attend to. And secondly, there is another problem here where even audit firms, legal firms, have now joined hands for corruption and they simply make corruption look acceptable by coming up with the highly sophisticated mechanisms of avoiding accountability so that too in the private sector and the public sector is very important to deal with the third one is the insidious relationship between business and politics those are terrible twins when they are conjoined on the hip because they have a mutually corrupting relationship and uh, of course the lack of professionalization of our institutions, because once they are professional and people take professional pride and they are ethical in their businesses, then it would be difficult to buy an ID from home affairs. It would be difficult to buy, uh, you know, a passport uh, or even visa to get through to the country. So those are some of the things that we must attend to. But the entire societal psyche, it should not just be left to the government, and of course, you have to improve the conditions of the police service, such that they do not have to look for bribes in order to survive on their meagre salaries.
1: Now, Professor you mentioned accountability just now, and that's a great segue to my next question. In light of the reputation that South Africa as a country has seemingly developed, of waiting until things have completely fallen apart before acting. Is there a way of holding government accountable?
0: Yes, there is a way of holding government accountable. Uh, One of those is strengthening our institutions and professionalizing them. And the second one is making sure that people who are competent are appointed because when you bring weak people who know they we're not supposed to be there. They'll do anything for you to be loyal in order to stay rather than take professional pride. Strengthening all institutions from Chapter 9 institutions to opposition political parties to parliamentary processes to play their oversight in an effective way. Strengthening and revamping the old mutual, uh, uh, the, 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 the audit firms uh, rather, that we should be dealing with, uh, you know, uh, because they themselves have become implicated.
1: Indeed. And finally, from me, Professor Figeni, you mentioned the need to strengthen the resources we have at our disposal to really combat uh, corruption. One of them I'm assuming being um, law enforcement and the justice system. What kind of a law enforcement and justice system do we need in order to successfully deal with corruption in this country?
0: You need a highly trained one, professionalized and also the one that is well resourced not to look any further for bribes. For example, crime intelligence and intelligence in general trained to such a high level that they would actually take pride in doing their work, unravel even the latest cyber crimes. That in itself, I think, would have a ripple effect in the law enforcement in general. And when you get into the courts, having efficient, swift, transparent system even if you digitize it such that no one will say a record has been lost. And uh, you also need, at another level, the deployment of competent people, as I was saying, so that you begin to professionalize your institutions, both public and private. It helps to have strong political leadership with a clear vision and a political will to back all these reforms. Because they can inspire even public consciousness. They can inspire consciousness of different sectors to act in an ethical manner. Because this fight has become so pervasive that it needs all social role players to play their part.
1: We've just been joined by Professor Somato Tafigeni unpacking the president's grand plans to root out corruption in the face of the COVID-19 pandemic. This
0: podcast was brought to you by Voice of Vids. By Voice of Vitz. To hear more of our shows, tune in to 88.1 or Or streams Stream. via www.valfm.co.za